If you have your Bible, just turn with me. First Kings, First Kings, chapter eighteen. First Kings eighteen, verse one. First Kings eighteen, verse one. Are you with me? Yes. After many days, the word of the Lord came to Elijah. After many days, the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year saying, Go, show yourself to Ahab and I will send rain upon the earth. Now for you to understand the context is, there has been no rain for the last three and a half years. Israel has been going through a season of famine. Famine for three and a half years where there is absolutely no rain. And now the word of the Lord comes to Elijah saying, go, your, go show yourself to Ahab and I will send rain upon the earth. So this is the word of the Lord, prophetic word from the Lord saying, I'm going to send rain. I'm going to send rain. So Elijah knows that God is going to send rain after three and a half years. He's heard it. Okay. Now, same chapter, verse 40. Sorry, verse 41. And Elijah said to Ahab, Go up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of the rushing of rain. Now, the rain hasn't come yet. It hasn't rained yet. It is going to rain. And God said, I will send rain. But here, Elijah goes to Ahab and says, Let's celebrate, for I hear the sound of the rain. Now, tell me something. How do you hear the sound of the rushing of rain without the rain actual, actually falling? How did Elijah hear the sound of the rain falling without actually the rain happening? Okay? Why? Because he heard the word. It's in the word that he hears the rain falling. The word said, God's word said, I am sending the rain. And that word, in that word, he can hear the rushing of the rain. What has God's word come to you? Because in that word is your reality. What is going to happen? Why, why I'm saying this is a lot of times we get discouraged because we heard the voice of the Lord, but it still hasn't come to pass. I heard the Lord. It was very clear, but it's not happening. I don't see it. I heard the Lord saying, I'll restore, you know, your family. But it's still not happening. Or I heard the Lord say, I'll, I'll give you a promotion. But it's not happening. I heard the Lord say, you'll be married by so and so time. But it's not happening. You know, there, there's someone in the Bible. His name is Noah, Genesis chapter 6. You know, Noah, God called Noah and he said, Noah, I'm going to destroy the earth. And because I'm going to destroy the earth, 
I'm telling you a secret. Make an ark so that you can protect your family. You and your family will be saved. Okay? Now, God tells Noah about what he's going to do. And Noah is preparing an ark. Now, I want you to imagine this ark was like bigger than a football field. Have you seen a football field? We play on one third of the football field. Bigger than a football field. As tall as a four-story building. And who is building it? Noah and probably his sons. They're building such a big ark. A huge ark that can carry animals. That can carry birds. Creatures of all kinds. Now, do you know how much time it took for Noah to build that ark? Do you know that? The Bible says it took 120 years. 120 years. 120 years it took for Noah to build an ark because he heard the voice of the Lord. And here, here we are. We are frustrated with our period of waiting. How many years have you waited? You know, Noah had no reference point of what the ark looks like. He has no reference point of what the rain looks like because they've never seen rain. He just heard the voice of the Lord and he started doing. Why? Because in the word of the Lord is the reality of what is going to happen. So Elijah here receives a word from the Lord saying, there's a rain that is going to happen in three and a half years. And then he tells Ahab, hey, go celebrate. Because I hear the rushing of rain. I hear the sound. Because every word that you receive, the word has a reality of what God has for you. So if you're getting frustrated, if you're getting annoyed by the delay, oh, and you might think, oh, I've waited for so long and it's still not happening, then can I tell you this? The word that you've received is good enough. It's good enough. Because in that word has the reality of what is about to happen. In that word is the reality of what is about to happen. Okay? Now, read with me Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3. Hebrews 11 verse 3. By faith, we understand. Say with me, understand. Okay, by faith, you can understand. By faith, we understand. What do we understand? That the universe was created by the word of God. So what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. What is the author saying? He's saying, everything that you see in the universe, everything, everything that you see came out of what cannot be seen. Everything that is visible came out of the invisible. Everything that you see came out of the unseen realm. Okay? But it is only by faith you can understand this. You cannot understand this by education. 
In fact, you have to be educated enough to not understand this. Okay? By faith, we understand that the entire universe was created by God's word. Anything that you see has been created by God's word. Your kidneys are created by God's word. So if God's word can create kidneys, God's word can also recreate kidneys. If God's word can create anything, that God's word has a capacity to recreate them as well. But you can only have this understanding by faith. Without faith, you can't have this understanding. Now, faith is of the heart. Faith is not of the mind. So this understanding is coming from here, not from here. See, I know that you understand here. You understand here that entire universe is created out of the God's word. But because you don't understand from here, that's why anytime problem comes knocking at your door, you're still afraid. Many people believe that God is enough. That God can do all things. Is there anybody who does not believe that God cannot do all things? It's very easy to believe that God can do all things. But not everybody has the faith That God can do all things. Everyone can believe that God can do all things. But not everybody has the faith that God can do all things. Do you see the difference? There's a difference between believing and faith. We all believe. If I say, hey, how many of you believe that there's one God? We'll say, yes. Hallelujah. How many of you say, oh, we believe that God is good? Yes. But not everybody has the faith that God is good. That God is enough. That He can do it. He can take care of it. What, what, what is the difference between believing and faith? Faith is believing plus action. Say with me, believing plus action. Okay? So there is believing there, believing from your heart, but also there's an action, there's an equivalent action. That's why James says, faith without works is dead. Just like the, you know, the body without the spirit is dead, similarly, faith without works is dead. So if you say, yeah, I believe, I believe, I believe, great, but where is the equivalent action of what you believe? Because if you don't have an equivalent action of what you believe, that faith is dead. You know, just imagine uh, somebody, somebody is having stomach pain. Okay. Uh, Naina, tell me one medicine for stomach pain. There you go. Rantac. Okay. And Naina says, because she's a doctor, she says, you're having stomach pain. Have this medicine called Rantac. You take that medicine and you say, wow, Naina, I believe in what you said. I believe in this medicine. But if you don't take that medicine, you're still going to have stomach pain. Hearing what I'm saying? You can sit on the hood of the car and say, 
I believe, I believe that this car will take me to my destination. But if you don't sit in your car and drive, it will not take you. So faith is believing plus action. Believing plus action. So if you believe, there has to be an equivalent action to show that you believe. Let me show you something. Joshua chapter 1. Joshua 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel. So here God says, I'm giving to you a land. Giving to you which tense it is. Giving to you, okay? I'm going to give you, right? It's, it's like almost there, future. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you. That is past tense. God has a huge inheritance for you. You should say amen to that. Amen. <laughs> okay, God has a huge inheritance for you. Okay, but how you possess it is by faith. So God told Joshua, I'm going to give you this, this land that you see. I'm going to give you. Every place that your foot treads upon, I have given to you. So your step of faith possesses what God has for you. You have to take an equivalent step of faith to possess what God has already given to you. It's like I organize a huge party at my house and I say, guys, you're invited and each one of you come and I say, feast. This is your party. You can eat whatever you want and how much ever you want. But it, unless you don't partake from it, the food will still be there and you'll still be hungry. The problem here is not from God's side. God has given us all things. Second yeah. Peter 1 verse 3. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertains to life and godliness. So the problem is not with God. God has given us all things in Jesus. Have you received Jesus? Then you have received all things. But you have to possess them. You have to walk in those things. Every place that your foot treads upon, it has been given to you. That's how you possess it. It's like, you know, when, when we got our house, the first thing was we had to go and get the registration done. And that's when we got the title deed of the house. The house was ours. But unless we stayed in that house, we don't get to experience the benefit of having a house. Each one of you has a title deed from heaven. You have godly inheritance with you. But unless you start taking that step of faith and possessing it, you will not experience the joy 
of actually the joy of your inheritance. Am I making sense? Yeah? Okay. Can, can I have that? So come with me to Ephesians chapter 1, 1 verse 3. Ephesians 1. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Here's something. Do you know what's the meaning of every in English? It means every. <laughs> every means every, without any exceptions. Do you know what every means in Greek? It means every. Do you know what every means in Hebrew? God has blessed you with every spiritual blessing. That means he has not left out any blessing for you. He has given you every spiritual blessing. Okay? Now, what are you blessed with? Every spiritual blessing. So you need faith to understand my handwriting. Amen. <laughs> Let's exercise faith. Now, every spiritual blessing you've received, where have you received? In the heavenly places, okay? So this is the heavenly places. Okay? But where are you right now? You're on the earth. Are you sure? Okay. Just confirming. You are blessed with every spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. But where do you need all your blessings? On earth. That is why. That is where the problem is. Okay. We are blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. But where we need those blessings is here. We need it on the earth. Right? Now. Just imagine with me. I have a business. Okay. That has a bank account in the US. Now. In the US, when I do business, the, uh, the revenue that I make is in USD. It's called United States dollar, right? But because I live in India, I need it in INR. Okay? So I need to find a way to convert this revenue that I'm making into INR. I have to figure out a way. So what I do is, I say, hey, whoever is coming from United States, you know, when you come at the airport, there is a currency exchange. You go to that currency exchange and you get me my equivalent INR. So when you go to a currency exchange, what they do is, they convert your money into the currency that you need. So if you have USD, they'll convert it into INR, right? You need a currency exchange to convert your spiritual blessings into physical blessings. To convert your 
convert your inheritance that is in your heavenly account into your earthly account. What is that currency exchange? That is faith. By faith we understand that the entire universe was created by God's word. That everything that is visible was made from the invisible. So you're blessed with every spiritual blessing. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertains to life and godliness. But it will take faith to convert your heavenly blessings into your, spirit, into your physical ones. Now, the thing is, the sad reality is that you can be blessed with every spiritual blessings, with everything that you have, right? And you can still die without fulfilling God's purpose on the earth. That's a sad truth. Because even though God has, from His side, He has given us all things, we have to take it. We have to possess it. And that requires faith. Okay? That requires faith. Are you excited? Yes. Okay. Let's look at Elijah's story. First Kings chapter 18. First Kings 18 verse 41. And Elijah said to Ahab, Go up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of the rushing of rain. Now Ahab went up to eat and drink, and Elijah, look at Elijah, what does he do? He goes up to the top of Mount Carmel, and he bowed himself down on the earth, and put his face between his knees. What is Elijah doing? He tells Ahab, go celebrate. But he goes to the, to the mount and he's praying. Why is Elijah praying when God already told him that I'm going to send rain? Wasn't God clear enough? God was clear enough, right? So why is Elijah praying? Any idea? See, Every word that God gives, okay, is a spiritual blessing. This word, Ephesians 1 verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. That word blessing comes from the word eulogia which means good words. Okay, so God has blessed you with good words in the heavenly places. So every word that God gives you it needs to be converted by faith into the physical realm. So every word that God has released over the earth, God is looking for a man or a woman who can partner with him to establish that word on the earth. That's why Jesus taught his disciples to pray, Father, hallowed be your name, let your kingdom come, let your will be done as it is in Heaven on earth. That means God's will is not being done. Did you know that? Oh, but God is sovereign. Whatever he desires. Yes, but he has given the earth to the son of man. For anything to happen on the earth, you and me have to partner with God. 
so that his will is done what is god's greatest desire just think about it random what what would be god's greatest desire that all men be saved if god's if god is sovereign enough then why isn't all men saved why isn't everybody saved because it requires partnership it requires a response from those who are created in the image of god so anything that happens in your house requires your partnership anything that happens in your life requires your partnership and this is both for god and the demonic anything demonic that is happening in your life is happening because you have allowed it to happen i'm sorry but that's the truth there's no demon that can come into your life without your permission somewhere you have given him permission any spiritual activity whether be it angelic or demonic requires your participation requires your partnership now the good news is today you get to decide today if you hear the voice of the lord do not harden your heart but listen to the voice of the lord so that you can experience salvation so if today you hear god's word and you partner with his word you establish his word right now in, on the earth yes, amen. so even though elijah heard the word of the lord it requires faith for that word to be established on the earth without faith without somebody partnering with god's word it will not happen so you might say oh but i heard the prophetic word it's not still happening with me it's because you did not partner with him because it requires your faith to possess what he has given to take what he has given okay now even though elijah has heard the word he goes to mount carmel and he is praying and look at this was 43 and he said to his servant go up now looked toward the sea and he went up and looked and said there is nothing and he said go again seven times so how many times did elijah pray seven times seven times elijah prayed and he's telling his servant go do you see anything do you see anything and the servant comes back and saying no i don't see anything finally and at the seventh time verse 44 and at the seventh time he said behold a little cloud like a man's hand is rising from the sea and he said go up say to ahab prepare your chariot and go down lest the rain stop you and in a little while the heavens were black with clouds and wind and there was a great rain great rain so he had to pray seven times to see a manifestation of that word and that manifestation of the word came in the form of a small hand but the moment he saw the small hand he knew the word is going to fulfill it okay now verse 42 and elijah went up to the top of mount carmel and he bowed himself down on the earth and put his face between his knees i want you to think of that posture bowed himself down on the earth and put his face between his knees what does that posture look like what does that posture look like 
you know, in, in the Jewish times, in those times, in the Jewish community, if a mother was con got conceived and she was pregnant, they would have help from midwives to deliver the baby. And this was the posture that they took. What was the posture? That they would bow themselves down the earth, right? And put their head between their... Because they didn't have technology as we have now. In those times, that was a posture that they took. You know what Elijah was doing? The word that he received, he was pregnant with that word and he was delivering that word. Any word that you receive has the potential, you know, for that word to become bigger and to be delivered on the earth. That's why it requires a partnership of a man and a woman. Can God do whatever he wants? Yes. But does he do it? No. You know why? Because he respects the authority that he has set. Just like, you know, if I have a house and I rent it out to somebody, just because it is my house, I will not walk into my house anytime I want. I will respect the authority. Just because God's word has come to you, you have to partner with him. Put your faith in that word so that it will be established on the earth. Amen. God's word is like a seed. It's like a seed. What's, what's the beauty of a seed? Because it's like a seed. The seed has a potential to become a tree and to become fruitful and bear more fruits. Just that one seed. That word that comes to you is like a seed. You're receiving seeds right now. It has a potential to become and bear more fruit. This is what effortless living is. Effortless living is where the word bears fruit. We don't try to strive it. Oh, I'm trying. I'm striving for living a life of morality, living a life of holiness. You don't have to strive because if you labor in the word, the word has the potential to bring out that righteousness leading up to eternal life, to bring out that holiness from within you. Word is like a seed. Amen. Are you guys getting this? Okay. Now, quickly, I wanna quickly I wanna do a quick study of the parable of the sword. Okay, quick study. Okay. Okay. Can somebody help me clean this? Okay. Now, in the parable of the sword, do you remember what the story is? Jesus talks about a farmer who's sowing seeds. Now, this farmer sow seeds in different grounds. Okay? The first ground where he sow seeds is the wayside. The second ground where he sow seeds is the rocky side. Rocky ground. The third where he sow seeds is among the thorns. And the fourth one is a good soil. What happens to the first one, the wayside? The birds eat. Right? What happens to the second one? Some some root is there, but it's not deep enough. So when the sun hits, the, the plant withers away. 
The third one, because it is among the thorns, it, it does have some root, it comes up, but because of the thorns around it, it gets choked. Okay? Now, when you look at these three, these three soils, okay? The first one is the wayside. Second one, rocky. Third one, among thorns. Now, the wayside is the hardened heart. Because every soil represents your heart. The meaning of the parable is that the seed is the word of God and the heart, the soil is your heart. And based on the condition of your heart, you give, you know, you bear fruit, right? So the wayside is the hardened heart. The rocky ground is the shallow heart. It's very shallow. It doesn't have enough room for root to go in. The thorns one is the divided heart. It's divided. What is it divided between? It is divided between, it, it wants to bear fruit, but the thorns are choking it up. What are the thorns that Jesus talks about? It is the deceit of riches, pleasure, and cares of the world. So your heart is divided. You want to bear fruit, but at the same time you get distracted. You are divided between the cares of the world, the deceit of riches, and the pleasures of the world. That's why your heart is divided. The first one is hardened. So you can't receive any, any seed that is going in. Okay. Now Jesus explains the reason why it is hardened is because of lack of understanding. Lack of understanding. The reason why this is shallow is because of lack of perseverance or endurance. It doesn't have the capacity to withstand the heat. It doesn't have the capacity to withstand the persecution that comes once you receive the word. So it lacks endurance. It lacks perseverance. Now this one is divided because it lacks patience. Okay? Are you with me? Now, how do you get understanding? By faith. Faith gives you the spiritual understanding. This is not understanding of the world. This is understanding that comes by faith. So if even if you've come here but with a hardened heart, if you keep coming here, if you keep coming to the church, if you keep listening to God's word, faith comes by hearing God's word. Okay, and that faith will give you understanding. Okay, so irrespective of which ground you are, if you continue to come for fellowship and if you continue to stay in God's word, it will change the condition of the heart. You can't change the condition of your heart by yourself. Only the word can. So you stay there, you stay in fellowship and you continue to hear God's word, it will change the condition of the heart. So the first one, lack of understanding is because of lack of faith. The second one, endurance. This comes from joy. That's why James chapter 1 verse 2 counted all joy when you go through trials, when you go through testing because the testing of your faith produces endurance. Jesus, you know, uh, Hebrews chapter 12, look at the perfecter and the finisher of our faith for he considered it joy 
right for the joy that was set before him he endured the cross so it is joy that gives us endurance so if you're somebody who received the word with joy but you're not able to sustain it you need joy the joy of the lord stay on god's word for joy of the lord okay see it this this is like progressive okay from faith to joy joy to patience hebrew 6 verse 12 do, do you have it <laughs> okay hebrew 6 verse 12 so that you may not be sluggish but imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promise so how do you inherit the promise faith and patience but how can you have patience when you become imitators how do you become imitators unless you don't come for fellowship unless you're not part of a local church so the local church kind of gives you an atmosphere where you can imitate one another saying hey if that person has gone through the same journey and if he could do it then i can also do it so there are pauls in your life barnabases in your life who are encouraging you come it's okay stay there on god's word keep hearing god's word keep hearing the rushing of rain because the word has that reality stay there and it will happen you will deliver that word that you have conceived Okay? It's just a matter of time. Why is it a matter of time? Because word is like a seed. It takes time. It takes time. But the beauty is once it has borne fruit, it can keep bearing fruit again and again and again. You just need the word. You know, Hebrews 11 verse 3 says, by faith we understand that the entire world was created by God's word. what does it mean it means to say that the word of god is enough you only need the word there's nothing else you need word is all that you need oh i don't have i'm not educated i didn't get that promotion i i'm not get married doesn't matter word is enough because the word can create all things you only need god's word stay on god's word hear god's word from hearing god's word you're basically moving from conception into delivery now have you seen a mother who's just conceived she's probably in her first trimester and she's frustrated oh man this baby is kicking is not coming out what do you tell the mother patient be patient he'll come out she'll come out it's just a matter of 9 months look at somebody and say it's just a matter of some time it will come okay the bigger listen to me the bigger the champion that you're delivering the bigger is the delay Look at all the champions in the Bible Amen. they were delayed Samuel Samuel's mom had to wait for some time Abraham took a lot of time 
Isaac. Okay, all of these guys who delayed, they gave birth to champion. So if there's a delay, please know that God is doing something great. That's why it's taking time. It's taking time. You know, there's a story about uh, it's it's a uh, the story is about a dog who sees this elephant who's pregnant, and uh, the dog gets frustrated seeing the elephant pregnant, and he says, and he goes to the elephant and say, "I've seen you pregnant. This is like the second year. What's up? Is everything okay? Did you go and see the doctor?" The elephant told the dog, "Yeah, it's everything is okay. I'm about to deliver." But the dog said, "What are you saying?" By the time you're going to deliver this child, I I would have already delivered like twenty k twenty babies. You know, I would have delivered four times. But the elephant said, "That's because you're delivering puppies. I'm delivering an elephant because when an elephant is born, right, and when he becomes bigger, every time the elephant moves, the entire earth begins to know there's a champion inside of you that's coming." That's why the delay. It's not delay. In fact, in God's time, it's perfect timing. If you have heard the word, if the word has been conceived in you, it will come. It will come. Just stay on the word. Stay on the reality of the word. Even though the word has not manifested in itself in the physical realm, can you hear the sound of the word? Because hearing the word again and again, you can hear the reality that is there within you. So even though this mother has not actually delivered the baby, as months goes by, she knows that something is growing within her. There's something that's growing within you. You know it. Your life is changing. Your hearts are being transformed. Your emotions are not the same place as they were three months ago. Your thoughts are not the same. Your body is not reacting the same. That means God's word is bringing changes within you. That same word that can change your heart is the same word that can change the circumstance of your life. So stay on God's word. You're at the right time, right place. Okay, you you aren't missing anything. You aren't missing anything. Now, you might have missed a lot of time because the devil came and stole God's word. But here's the word of the Lord: the years that the locusts have eaten, He is going to restore it to you. Stay on God's word; you will not miss anything. You shall not lack any good thing. He will satisfy you with. Every good thing. His word is enough. Amen. Amen? His word is enough. Say with me, his word is better than my promotion. Okay? His word is better than the girl I'm about to get married. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying? Put your faith in God's word. Put your faith in God's word. God's word will transform you. And that word will deliver the thing that god promised to you amen. amen his divine power has granted to us all things say with me all things all things pertaining to life and godliness you guys are blessed okay you only need god's word amen now how many of you are excited to stay in god's word and to see it being fulfilled on the earth amen, amen? right
So faith is what takes the word from being conceived to delivery. Faith is what takes that entire process, right? Every time God tells you to do something, just do it. Don't ask, you know, God, how, how will the animals come, God? How will I bring the lion? Don't ask these things. If God has said it, you can, he will do it, you can do it. Okay, if God has said it, you can do it because the word that you have received will do it, will function within you to make it work. Amen. So if God tells you something, tells you to do something, just do it. Don't reason it out, but have an understanding of the heart that the word will get it done. Amen.